Hi, and welcome to today's episode of the Profit Productivity Podcast. You hope... I'll start again. Hi, and welcome to today's episode of the Profit Productivity Podcast. It's your host, Michael Tipper. Who else would it be? So today's episode is called Evolution, Not Revolution. And this is about the constant and steady improvement towards a goal. So let me tell you a quick story about how this first hit home for me. I've been aware of the concept for some time, but this is when it hit home. Now, a few years ago, I joined um, one of the nuclear power uh, companies in the UK to help manage their leadership development program. They had just set up a nuclear leadership academy, and it was a groundbreaking initiative for them that required them to put their middle and senior managers through an extensive leadership program because their regulatory authority had identified that maybe, just maybe, their leadership abilities might need improving a little bit because of things that were happening or maybe weren't happening on the various stations. So I joined right at the start and my role was to act as the program manager, which is basically to implement the vision that uh, the head of the academy had put in place. Now this vision consisted of putting people through a, uh, a three-week program spread over six to eight months. So there were three separate weeks and um, each cohort went through those three weeks and they had a dedicated lead tutor who would take them through and help guide and facilitate and coach them through the development of their leadership and then that tutor would deliver some of the modules but some specialists would come in and deliver other modules. So, and it was done around eight, the eight stations around the UK plus the headquarters um, spread over different times of the year. So it was a very complex beast to program manage and that was the role that I was given. So I had two roles. First of all was making sure the logistics of getting all these people in the right place with the right materials, the hotel bookings and everything else at the right time. That was the first job. But also, as someone who was a presenter myself, not just a project manager, um, it was to help improve the quality of the delivery and the quality of the content. And so we started off with what was a, quite a good program. So as you'd expect, if you're uh, aware of any leadership development, there were things about emotional intelligence, communication, accountability, management styles, and we had some specialist nuclear stuff in there as well. There was stuff on coaching. There was stuff on productivity, which is the bit that I delivered personally. Um, there was all sorts of stuff around that, and it was a really good program. Now, I did that for four years, and at the end of the four years, we had delivered nearly 100 programs. And the framework of the program was exactly the same, to all intents and purposes, to the outsiders. They were coming on the same program, the same headings, the same things were covered. But it was a very, very different program from the one we started with because as we moved along, the content and the, the, the headings, the, the bullet point headings stayed the same, but the way we delivered them. Over time, we spotted, oh, we could maybe put that exercise here instead of there, or we could take the exercise out and put this exercise in. Oh, that piece of content is too expensive now because of what we've got to pay, so let's get another one that turned out to be even better. Let's add in someone else doing this. Let's change this particular administration. And there were just hundreds of these little things that we... Um, that we changed over the years. And the individual presenters themselves would feed us reports saying, this works, I'm going to try that next time. That works, I've kept that in. This is what I'm taking out. And so this thing, it grew. And the program that we created at the end of those four years, could we could not have designed it because 80% was designed from the scratch, from, from the start. But the 20% difference only came through the regular experience, the encountering challenges, the creativity of saying, well, we could make this even better, or that doesn't work, and why, let's change this. And that's what happened. And so that's why I say evolution, not revolution. So 
Each of those changes were small, tiny changes or marginal gains, as is the popular term. Now, marginal gains comes from the Team GB cycling um, run by now Sir David Brailsford, who in the year 2000, 2004 at the Olympics didn't do very well. They got a couple of medals. I think uh, 2004 might have got four medals. But all of a sudden in 2008, their medal haul jumped significantly to I think it was like 20 odd medals, something like that. And they increased it again slightly in 2012 when the Olympics were here in the UK. And 2016, I think it was back down to 20. But what happened, there was this step change. And David Brailsford explained this in 2012 because of the attention he was getting. Uh, primarily, I suppose, because it was Team GB and we were in the Lon London Olympics. And what he said is that he identified that the teams couldn't compete just on cycling alone. Because a really good team from Australia and a really good team from the Netherlands and a really good team from New Zealand, a really good team from Germany, Italy and the UK were all pretty much close because of the performance they were at. So he had to find ways of getting a different edge. And he decided there were the small changes. So the sort of things he initiated were things like making sure they washed their hands so that they were less inclined to catch infections. Now, nowadays, washing hands is something we were all well aware of. Um, but back then, they were pioneering that. Um, things like making sure they, car they carried their own pillows between the different beds they might sleep in when they were on tour so they got a consistent night's sleep. There were certain tiny designs in the bikes and in the clothing they wore. Things like when they sat between races, they started heating, putting their legs in heated trousers so that they wouldn't have to warm up again or they wouldn't be more susceptible to injury because they'd cool down when they were warming up for the next race. So those little things, the accumulation of that made this massive impact on their ability to dominate the sport for 20 years or so. So uh, mathematically it makes sense as well because if you improved 1% every day on something that you do, by the end of a year you're 37 times better, 3,700% better than you were when you started. Uh, that wouldn't be a bad return, would it, if you were investing in the stock market? Um, but the converse is true as well, is that if you declined by 1% every day over 12 months, then the net effect of that is you're less than 2% of what you were at the start. So it's really, really important. So the reason I mention that is that um, I think certainly I've seen and I've experienced this myself is this desire for instant gratification, the need to want to have things right now because I want them now. And that sometimes comes with the expectations of what we do. And today I have been working on putting things in place for my vision. My vision is to create the ability to write informative emails to the people who are interested in the stuff I talk about with productivity. Great stories, great content. And so today I have been working on developing those skills. I've bought a course and I'm just following that. And I hit, a, I hit a stumbling block today. And that stumbling block was that I suddenly realized I didn't have a, a raft of stories that I can use. These are personal stories that I can use to throw into my productivity story-based emails. And there's no robust system in place. And so what I've now got to do is I've now got to create that. And if you like, that's going to be a little marginal gain. I didn't have it before but I'm going to make an improvement to my system and start a way of identifying them, capturing them, and then using them. Now, originally, this comes back to something I said yesterday. Now, originally, I, my plan didn't pick up that that was a requirement, or if it did, that it wasn't significant enough. And I think yesterday I mentioned that in going through the tracking system that Gavin laid out for us, my plan wasn't at the level of detail where that system 
where I could use that system. It wasn't good enough for that system. And this is an example of that. So I just wanted to share that with you um, because the route to the route to success isn't a straight path. <laughs> it's, a, it's a meandering, wandering road sometimes because you have to go through detours as you discover things you don't have or things you now need to do you didn't expect to do. And that's happened to me today. So um, it is Saturday. My, my closing thought was this because it does, uh, I had an email from someone I subscribed who talked about should you work on Saturdays? And at the moment I do because, uh, well, it's in my nature, it's my obsessive nature. But I'm working on letting go of that. And I think with what I'm putting in place now, the structures I'm putting in place, will hopefully create a system where Saturdays and Sundays will be my time. But at the moment I still feel the need to drive myself hard to get things done. But you'd be pleased to know, and I'll commit to this now, I'm looking to take tomorrow off. So it'll be interesting tomorrow night when I speak about how I've got on whether I've actually taken the time off. I suspect I won't. Okay, I'm, even as I said that then, I'm thinking, oh, I can't commit to that. So it's something I've really got to work with. So that's today's episode. Um, have a great Saturday evening. Until tomorrow.